This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Having nothing whatsoever to do with your mental health, but everything to do with your spiritual health, the worldly cares you meditate on, and the thoughts you ponder, Pastor Ray's five-day series entitled, Don't Lose Your Mind, is truly unique. Because spiritual warfare is always fought in the mind, man needs to have the mind of Christ, thinking as Christ thinks and taking every negative or sinful thought captive. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The godly principles taught in this series will literally help revolutionize your thought process, forcing yourself to forget past failures and rejections, thinking only God thoughts, remembering only what is holy and good, ridding yourself of small worldly mentality and distractions, and focusing only on what God is saying. Remembering Pastor's warning that if we don't capture our thoughts, they will surely capture us. Doing it any other way but God's way is the sure way to lose your mind. We've entitled these messages, Don't Lose Your Mind. Anybody lose their mind this week? Anybody, uh, you know, almost lost their mind this week? Don't lose your mind. We talked about and established, you know, what are we talking about? Well, from the, the scriptures, the position that we're supposed to have from the scriptures is that we have the mind of Christ. Amen? And uh, we, we talked about that uh, from a couple of different places about the mind of Christ. And um, it is important for us to not lose that position in our mind. That uh, Let's go over, let's just do this real quickly. I, I wasn't going to do review, but let's go over to 1 Corinthians uh, just for a minute and just take a look at these verses one more time. Go over to 1 Corinthians and in chapter 2... Um, Let's just go over to verse 14. We, we, we studied all the verses before this, but let's go over to verse 14. And it says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, one of the things that we talked about, and this was the last place that we, we uh, left off on last week, was that, you know, in order for us to keep our mind, to keep the mind of Christ, we're going to have to realize that we are to stay in the spirit and to think spiritually and not carnally. If you're going to be hung up and hooked into the carnal way of living and just thinking, or we should say it this way, having your thoughts manipulated by your senses, by what you can see, feel, smell, hear, if you're going to have your, your mind manipulated by those senses, then you're going to be carnally minded and you've lost your mind. Because you're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is spiritually minded. And it says very, very clear here that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. I mean, sometimes, you know, you're, you're not doing real well, but you're, you're trying to get your faith to the level where you're beginning to think in a way different than where you are. And if you don't stay on top of your game, if you don't keep your mind on spiritual things, your mind will start to play tricks on you. Anybody ever have their mind play tricks on you? 
you know that you know that you know that God has told you that, you know, the breakthrough is coming. This advancement is coming. This blessing is coming. Uh, The Lord has spoken to your heart about something else telling you, you know, you're going to get through this situation. And, and you have confidence and faith and you've established yourself in it. And then all of a sudden, all the senses, it's like the floodgates of the senses break open and flood your soul with all this sense knowledge, what you can feel or what you can see or what you hear. And sometimes it's not even what you hear yourself saying, but what you hear other people saying. Sometimes it is what you're saying about yourself. The, the carnal mind cannot receive the things of the spirit. Sometimes the things that God speaks to us Sometimes the things that we can find from the word of God don't measure up to the natural, to what we can see or think or where we are right now. Some some in this room may not be in a very good place and you don't understand in the natural how you're going to get out of this bad place or not so good place to a better place. Your carnal mind can't perceive it, yet you know the word of God promises you breakthrough. You know the word of God promises you better. You know the word of God promises you prosperity or healing or help or deliverance. But yet the carnal mind has a hard time receiving the spiritual and receiving uh, what the spirit of God is saying or wanting to say to us. So you see, if we, if we get over to the carnal way of thinking, we're going to lose our mind. And when we lose our mind, our faith begins to slip. Because now we're measuring everything up by our carnal thinking instead of measuring it up to our spiritual thinking. So you have to understand that the natural man does not receive or understand or sometimes is not even comfortable. Anybody ever be uncomfortable with, you know, something that you know God is speaking to you? Or has anyone around you made you uncomfortable when they have talked about what they believe God is doing in their life? You say, well, that that doesn't measure up to that person. I know that person. Well, you see, what we have to do is we have to understand something that if we're going to have the mind of Christ, then we can't know each other after the flesh. We have to know each other after the spirit. And sometimes our flesh doesn't measure up to the spirit. Sometimes our flesh doesn't measure up. But we, we have to be spiritually minded. And and it says right here very clearly as we see that the the natural mind does not receive or perceive or understand sometimes the things of the spirit for their foolishness. You see, the carnal mind cannot perceive the things of the spirit. And and if we call ourselves people of faith, then we're going to have to stay spiritually minded. That's why we have to stay in the word. That's why we've, we've got to keep the word in our mouth and keep the word in our heart and keep, keep our mind, as we studied two weeks ago, keep it renewed and refreshed. What did that word renew mean? It could give it a fresh supply on a regular basis. God, I'm going to tell you what, there's some junk rolling around in some heads here tonight. There's some bad thinking and some bad thoughts and some bad uh, perceptions that we have about ourselves or maybe about others. Is everybody with me? If we're going to truly be spiritual, then we're going to have to think after, uh, we're going to have to think the way God thinks. We're going to have to think the way the Bible already declares us. And sometimes that's going to be opposed to what we see. It's going to be opposed to what we feel. It's going to be opposed to what other people may say about us. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to have the mind of Christ, you're going to have to forget about your past. Because, because God doesn't go back to the past. And if you're truly living in the spiritual mind, in the mind of Christ and in the spirit, then you have to forget about all of your failures, all of your rejections, 
all of the hurts, all of the things that are trying to rob your mind, trying to cause you to lose your mind. You don't know how many Christians I've, I've talked to over the years and counseled. And the reason why I chose that title is I've heard people say it over, uh, you know, say it over and over to me. Pastor, I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Well, you know what? I hope you do lose your mind. I hope you lose your carnal mind and get the mind of Christ back. Because it's your carnal mind that's got you all squirrely, all worried, all fretful, all fearful, all doubting, all unbelieving. You've lost your mind. You've, you've lost the mind of Christ and you've picked up a carnal mind. Yeah, I know that things aren't real good. I know that it looks a certain way in the natural. But the Bible says, he teaches you, warns you right here very, very clearly that the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. That's why you've got to stay in the spirit. You've got to stay on the word. You've got to convince yourself that this word is true and the only truth by which you live. Because your carnal mind is opposed to the things of the spirit. And the carnal thinking wants to rob all of this from you. The carnal mind wants to drain this out of you. So that's why it is important for us to see how important it is to keep the mind of Christ. The natural mind does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness. Sometimes it's foolishness. You know, how am I going to do this business or how am I going to get this breakthrough? Or here you're making a certain amount of money. Let's just bring it to the, to, you know, where, where it hits everybody, where the rubber hits, hits the road for everybody, money. You know, you're earning this, this amount of money and you're believing God for a new level of income. In the natural, say, how am I going to get there? How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to tell you what, one of the first things you ought to do to get your mind renewed is you ought to have a fresh vision every year and you ought to write down the things that you're believing God for. If you've got a level that you want to hit in your business or in your income, you ought to write that thing down and start getting the mind of Christ over it. Because in the natural, it may be foolishness, but but the things of the spirit are foolishness to the carnal mind because the carnal mind can't figure it out. It doesn't, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to the carnal mind. I remember years ago when, when I was first starting out in ministry, I wrote down, I, I did this for many years, I'd write down a whole list of where I wanted to be and what, what I wanted to do. And, and, and so even financially, I wrote down some things and I can remember it was like the devil was sitting on my shoulder laughing in my face like, ha, 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 you think you're going to get to that level? I remember when we were confessing as a church that for millions of dollars of income coming in, well, we've gotten that breakthrough. We're we're over the millions. Come on, somebody. You've got to keep the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. So he says, of course, the the natural does not receive or understand uh, the things of the spirit of God and their foolishness. Nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. That's why you have to stay in the spirit. One of the ways to stay out of depression is to stay in the spirit. One of the ways to stay out of hopelessness is to stay in the spirit. Keep reminding yourself. Keep reminding yourself that you're, you're, you're not of this world. You're in it, but you're not of it. You're of a, your citizenship is from heaven. There's a, there's, a different, there's a different set of rules by which you and I operate in. Remember what the Bible says, that you have to believe it first, and then when you believe it, you're going to see it. The world wants you to tell you, wants you to believe that when you, what are you believing for? Why are you thinking that way? You know, it's never going to happen. And that's doubt and unbelief by, by God's standards. So, so we have to see how important it is for us to keep, don't lose your mind. Keep 
the mind of Christ operating in you. Christ does not think, Jesus does not think thoughts of doubt. He doesn't think thoughts of unbelief. He doesn't have small thinking. He has big thinking. He does, he's not, Jesus is not swayed by the natural, what's going on around us. Jesus is not swayed. The mind of Christ is not swayed by, by you know, what your checkbook says, what your education level says, what your, you know, uh, you know job history says. Am I speaking to anybody here tonight? The mind of Christ thinks spiritually. All things are possible with God. All th- anything can happen because God is on my side. My citizenship is not of this place. It's of heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. And because I'm a citizen of heaven, I have specific rights and privileges as a citizen of heaven. Just like Americans have special privileges because we're Americans or whatever country you come from, you have special rights and privileges that nobody else has. Well, we being all citizens of heaven have special rights and privileges. And one of the rights and privileges we have is to keep the mind of Christ is to think being Christ-minded, being faith-minded, being possibility-minded, refusing doubt, refusing unbelief, thinking nothing is impossible because we serve God. Is everybody with me? All things are possible to him who believes. So he says, it goes on to say, In verse 16, it says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And then it goes, it teaches us right here. But we have the mind of Christ. How many people have the mind of Christ tonight? Listen, when you're in doubt, when you're in unbelief here, let me get into this. When you're in in unforgiveness, you've lost your mind. When you're fretting and fearful over circumstances and situations in your life, you've lost your mind. Don't lose your mind. Keep the mind of Christ. Keep the mind of Christ. That's possibility. Everything is possible. All things are possible for one who believes. Amen? So we have, say, I have the mind of Christ. Say it. I have the mind of Christ. Go over to Proverbs chapter 23. Let's just investigate a few scriptures tonight as we bring this uh, series to a close. In Proverbs chapter uh, 23 and verse 7, this is a a very favorite verse of mine, and to many of you, you've heard me quote it a bunch of times, but I thought it would be important to take you there so you can see it for yourself and you can highlight it and you can include this in your a list of verses to memorize. And here in Proverbs 23, verse 7, very clearly instructs us, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Powerful. The way you think is what you are going to be. The thoughts that are in your mind are creating you. Hallelujah. Think about it. For as he thinks, so is he. As the way he thinks, the thoughts you formulate about yourself, that's why it's so important to keep the mind of Christ. I remember my beginning years when I first started out, you know, the church wasn't growing so rapidly and, you know, our surroundings weren't so wonderful. You don't know how many times I lost my mind. I mean, I came into this thing full of faith. I came in fearlessly. I came in with courage. I mean, I was going to light the world on fire. I came in with a strong, strong commitment to, to getting the job done. And then we hit a few bumps along the way. You know, you know, if you've been around church any time, church grew by 10. And then two weeks later, we lost 15. 
and then, you know, six weeks later, we went up 20, and then, you know, two months later, we lost 30. We were up to 50 and down to 20, and then up to 60 and down to 40, and it was an up and down kind of thing. And uh, it, it, it used to just drive me, you know, crazy. I would lose my mind. It was hard for me to keep my faith and to keep my mind focused. I started to think thoughts like, well, maybe I'm not called to do this. Maybe I'm a failure. Anybody ever think these thoughts? Am I the only one that's ever thought these thoughts? Here's one. Maybe I missed God. Here's one. Well, God's blessing everybody else. How come he's not blessing me? Maybe I've just done something wrong. Maybe there's sin in my life. Come on. Is, did anybody ever think those thoughts? Or am I the only one that's ever thought those thoughts? Well, you know, thank God that, thank God that I got wise as time went on and I began to you know, continue to study the word. And I realized how important it is to keep the right thoughts in my mind because there's an enemy that is taunting me and trying to you know, infiltrate my thinking. He's trying to disrupt my mind of Christ and get me into the carnal and begin, you know, help, hope, uh, hoping to get me to think carnally because when he gets me to think carnally, I lose my vision, I lose my purpose, I lose my faith, I lose my direction, I lose my hope. If you're going to keep your direction, if you're going to keep your faith, if you're going to keep your vision, if you're going to keep your hope, you've got to keep the mind of Christ over all of this. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. As a man thinks, so is he. And I began to think of myself as a failure and I could see myself beginning to sink a little bit. You know, some, for some in this room, it's uncomfortable. You, uncomfortable. I can feel it. It's uncomfortable for you to think something better of yourself than you do. You don't think of yourself as a success. You don't think of yourself as one who, you know, can achieve or accomplish or do better or, or come to a higher level of life or living. And, and you see, the Bible teaches us right here. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you don't change that thinking, you will become the very thoughts that you are thinking of yourself. Now, now we're not talking about getting into pride and arrogance and strutting around like, oh, look at me, look how wonderful I am. No, because the Bible teaches us that we ought to think of ourselves with sober judgment, soberly, not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but we ought to think of ourselves highly. The Bible says we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly, but we ought to think of ourselves highly. So you ought to think of yourselves as worthwhile. You ought to think of yourselves as anointed. You ought to think of yourselves as having a purpose and a vision and a direction that's been put there by God himself. You are not just a a nobody, a waste. You can achieve and you can accomplish and you can have and you can do and you can go further than anything you have ever thought before just by beginning to think you can. Amen. The barrier that stops every one of us, the blockade that stops and prevents every one of us is our own thinking. You will never go beyond the the thoughts that you think about yourself. You cannot accomplish or achieve or break through the next level of the thinking or the thought process that has your mind right now. If you think this is it, if, if you see yourself stuck, you are stuck until you start thinking something differently. If you think you've reached your level of accomplishment in your career, you are stuck at that level and it will not change. You will not proceed to the next level until you start thinking something higher and bigger and deeper than what you've ever thought before. 
If you're an older person and you think this is, and you've heard, you hear old, that's why I warn anybody who is a senior in this, do not think that your life is over. Your life is just begun. All these years of wisdom that God has given to you, we need you. You need to be here. You cannot start thinking, well, my time is up. It's time for me to rest and to go home. Honey, let me remind you of something. Moses didn't start his ministry until he was 80 years old, and that's when he led the children of Israel out of bondage into freedom and into the will of God. Come on, somebody. Don't you start thinking those thoughts. My time is up. You're just getting fired up. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now you're responsible. Every one of us is responsible for our thinking process. And that's why we hooked this into the lessons that we had the last couple of weeks. That's why it's important to keep a fresh supply of good information. Because every day you're collecting bad information. That's why, you know, I'm going to tell you what, a lot, we would all do a whole lot better if we did a lot less TV time and a little bit more study time and a little bit more praying time. See, you don't even realize it, but you are being programmed by the material that you are allowing into your brain. You are being programmed. You watch enough news because it's all bad news anyway. I told you, I told you a couple weeks ago, all you got to do is watch about 15 minutes of the morning news and you know everything that's going on in the world. That's all you have to watch is 15 minutes. Everything beyond that is a bunch of hype just to get you plugged in, suck you dry, rack your brain. You watch enough news at the end of the day, you are so afraid is, is a good... Filled with fear and anxiety. The economy is coming to a crash. The war in Iraq is, is falling apart and all. It's coming here. Bombs are going to start exploding in America. What's, America is falling apart. That's a bunch of hogwash. The media has got your brain so racked with garbage that you have lost the mind of Christ. You have lost your mind, your rightful mind, and you've taken on a carnal mind and carnal thinking. The people that are on the other end of that TV you're watching are nothing but carnally minded people. You should not allow the TV, the newscaster, whoever it is, the sitcom, the carnally minded speak into your life or give, give them entrance into your life because everything that's coming into your brain is formulating in your mind a thought process. And as a man thinks, so is he. So is he. Some of these, now I, I, I got to get on this. Some of these programs make men look like a bunch of wusses. Some of these programs make men so sissified and make the women look like, you know, ha, I got it all over. Got them wrapped around my finger. You jump, you know, when I say jump, you ask me how high. That's a bunch of garbage. Not all men are sissified, not all men are lazy. Not all men are, are, are selfish and self-consumed. Not all men mistreat women or think of women as some sort of a sex object. That's what's getting into the minds of Christians. And, and if you don't block that stuff, if you don't take authority over that stuff, if you don't see how, how dangerous this is, it's going to start to affect your thinking. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 